0: Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And we want to start this podcast off by officially apologizing for missing last week's episode. I know know a lot of people listen every week, and they look forward to it. They've told us that. We look forward to your podcast, Vic. Um, And it was not our intention to miss it. We just completely underestimated the... The energy commitment required for us to run a retreat. We've done three, two retreats and an event in the last three weeks. And there we was just, just, we're, just we just happen.
1: overloaded ourselves. So you live and you learn. <clears throat> so next time we won't be so overloaded with all these big things. <laughs> yes.
0: And we'll also plan better. But anyway, regardless, to make up for it, we're going to release two podcast episodes this week. But again, we are, we do value your. Uh, you know, weekly participation and we are sorry.
1: Yes, we, we're very sorry.
0: With that said, today we're going to help you find your soul tribe. How to find your soul tribe is the name of this podcast, the title, the theme, because this is so possible for anybody who resonates with the stuff we talk about We know you're waking up. We know you're going through a process. We are coming into true harmony with your true self. And one of the guaranteed byproducts of that vigilant work is you will eventually start attracting into your life super awesome relationships, relationships of all types that resonate on a soul level, that satisfy you in ways you might not even know Yet is possible. Yes. It's something that we um, have experienced big time in our life. And we want to help you experience that as well. Okay. So we're going to share with you, as you could probably assume, five things that will help <laughs> you find your soul tribe. Thing number one. Maybe the most important.
1: I think, I personally, sorry to cut you off, but I personally think that this is the most important um, of all, which is why I like it to be number one.
0: Oh, okay. Well, well thank you Boom. for that addition. Would you like <laughs> to start it off then, love? No, you can. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I'll start it off. Number one is work on yourself. Working on yourself is the name of the game. That's the whole thing that this awakening process is offering. It's offering you assistance with an expanded consciousness, clarity accelerated manifestation and your your own higher intuition coming on board all of which for the purpose to heal yourself to release all that's no longer serving you to let go of those things within your being within your consciousness within your life that is restricting the full potential that you are Okay, And it's not until you really start shining that light that you all possess by healing yourself that your soul tribe, your soul family can almost per- perceive of your vibration. As we go through life, I would say as fragments of our true core self, we therefore consequently attract fragmented relationships, more like learning lesson type of relationships that are a reflection for our, our suppressed vibrational frequency. That's why a lot of us have challenging relationships um, throughout a lot of our life because they are learning lessons. They're they're valuable mm-hmm. teachers to help you become more of yourself, but there becomes a point where you're ready to not need to attract so many learning lesson types of folks into your life and start attracting the people that will come into your life that will a lot of times stay in your life and, and enrich your life in ways that are just so, so powerful. Um but it all starts with working on yourself.
1: Yeah. Um I like to look at it as like um the kind of people that are in your life are mere reflections of who you are. So if you want people that are of high vibration frequency or of loving energy, then you have to become that yourself. And it's a, it's a process. It's like a, something that you're always going to be doing is working and growing and healing. So yeah, that's why I think it's the most important.
0: Yeah, and, and a nice, one thing I wanna add is that some people might be hearing this and think, well, well, Vic, dude, I got a lot of healing to do. So does that mean it's going to be like an eternity before I I meet people? The answer to that is yes. No, just kidding. I'm just joking. It's no, it's no. And I'm going to give a perfect example. When I, when I first started meeting some of my quote unquote soul tribe, this was a long, this was like 15 or more years ago. So when I was 18 years old, kind of going back a little bit here, I was a heroin addict. I used drugs. I was depressed. I was, I was, uh, in a very self-destructive time of my life. So as you can probably assume, a lot of the crew, a lot of the people I was hanging around with were just like that. People who were down and out, people who were depressed, people who weren't really ambitious, and people were hell-bent on numbing themselves to the fullest. But that didn't make for the greatest of relationships. We were constantly lying to each other, stealing from each other. They were not real healthy or fulfilling relationships but once i decided to get clean when i went into rehab for the fifth and sixth and final time um and i really started to embrace what this highlighted point number one embrace the process of working on myself i moved myself down to florida to go to a halfway house where i lived for about a year and a half and that was where i did a lot of inner work a lot of self-growth I was meditating. I was going to AA meetings. I was reading books. I was doing journaling, all these different things. I had a therapist. And guess what? I attracted people who were also in the process of healing. I attracted an actual group of, that I can look back now and say, these were certainly my soul family members. One of them, was named was Shia. I have my other roommate named Guy and, and many others, actually, that I eventually uh, roomed with um, throughout my, my stay at this halfway house, which real quick to point out, it was almost rare that that could happen. This place, this particular place I went to was called the Boca house in Boca Raton, Florida. And this, this place housed about 300 crazy ass addicts from all over the country. And I just so happened to have the right roommates that I clicked with. And every time we moved into these new phases. There were three phases. Every time we had to move every month or two, these, <laughs> these people just ended up moving with me. It, we didn't really request it. It just worked out that my soul tribe, in a sense, my, my, the reflections of my endeavor to heal, um, they stuck with me throughout the whole process. And we developed an incredible bond, super, super deep and meaningful friendships. And some of them I keep in contact to, um, to this very day. And, but it all started with working on myself. Yeah. Do you have any examples like that love?
1: Um, not in that exact way. No. Um, but what I would like to add also is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be completely healed 100% and then you meet your people. It's, it's the people that you met, babe, were like, perfect for you in that moment, in that time. And then you did just end up keeping like a good connection with some of them, not all of them. Right. Um, because that was where you were at in that time. Right. So as you grow and your relationships uh, with people that you might find as your tribe in, in this moment now, they might shift and grow and you might drift apart or um, move away from each other or something, but you can still keep in contact with them if you choose, you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's not something like there may not be in your life forever, but that's okay. It's perfect.
0: Right. There'll always be reflections mm-hmm. of where you're at consciously yes. in your life. And as long as you're on the up and up and on this path of healing, you're going to keep attracting better and better and just the, the perfect types of friendships and relationships. Right.
1: I have, um, for me, I have the opposite actually, where I was clinging to old relationships just based on feelings of guilt and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Obligation, um, to those people. I wasn't thinking about myself and how being their friend was actually toxic and really horrible for me, um, in many ways, uh, so for me, my, my situation was op- the opposite. Like I was holding on to old relationships, so I wasn't allowing for the new people to come into my life.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's a point we didn't really write down to discuss, but also a valid one, mm-hmm. that for this to work, you do need to let go of the relationships that you know are not a fit for you. And, mm-hmm. and we both know from experience, it's not always easy. No. We both have had like best friends in a sense that we kept around longer than we knew was a fit and right for us because of the guilt because of the time we put in yeah um but as th- what, what happened there is then we continued to be let down and disappointed and frustrated mm-hmm. as they didn't really match our our growth spurt that we put ourselves through right but once so that's another component is letting go of friendships that no longer serve or relationships that no longer serve and creating space but that's sort of a Tangent or secondary thing, but I I want to add
1: something Uh, uh, One of the things that made me realize that I was holding on to the relationship was that I asked myself this question Would I be friends with this person if I met them right now as I am and the answer was no, I would not Mm. and so When I said that I, I used to say that a lot and I would still keep this person in my life and finally, I was just like, why am I keeping this person in my life when I know that I would not be friends with them now? And um, eventually I just, it, it sort of faded away naturally. Um, there, there wasn't any like awkward breakup, friendship breakup, if you will. But um, yeah, if you feel like maybe you're holding on to a relationship, ask yourself, if I met this person now, would I be friends with them as I am and as they are?
0: Good. That's a good, that's a good little exercise for people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then, because then you're going to also free yourself. You learn a lot about yourself when you ask yourself that question, because if the answer is no, and you're still maintaining a friendship with someone who you wouldn't, if you had just met them, then you can ask yourself, well, why am I still being friends with them? What's, what purpose is it serving me to maintain this toxic friendship that I really don't care about or don't not care about, but don't that doesn't serve me.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the other challenges is that sometimes I think people feel, well, it's better to have somebody than nobody, Mm -hmm. even if they're not a good fit. But what we're saying is that when we both gone through this, you got to let go first and create that space. Cause Mm -hmm. so long as you say to the universe that I don't deserve any better, and that's all you're going to get. You, yeah. You know that based on my actions of just choosing to remain here, then you're basically blocking out these better relationships I can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, number two is look for them proactively go looking for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're good manifestors, but sometimes we're not that good. We, we, it's unlikely that the male person's going to come to your door and be your long lost soulmate. It, is it, can it happen? <clears throat> yes. Is it unlikely, less likely to happen than if you were to go out there looking for them proactively? Of course not. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And there's so many different ways. Like I met my friend Barbie at a yoga class and um, you know, she's like, one of my closest friends currently. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I met my friend Tia, she was a mom at the school and we just kind of like talked and clicked, you know, that, that was another way, but you can know there's meditation circles and drum circles and different retreats or, or, uh, spiritual, um, conferences and things like that, that you can go to and meet people. I mean, people at your event with Aaron and Lior that you guys did, people like just randomly sat next to someone and they just clicked with them. They're like, yeah, I met this person at your event and she was like so amazing, you know, and and now we're hanging out. It's like, it it happens all the time. But you just have to put yourself out there and be open to the idea that a friendship could come in.
0: Yes. And a lot of times it requires pushing outside of your comfort zone. Yes. there's someone comes to mind, Chris from our couple Sedona retreats ago, mm-hmm. remember Chris, mm-hmm. this guy, Chris, he was a real, real cool dude. And he was saying he's never traveled alone. He was, he's not really like He didn't really want to be around people in a sense. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he was lonely and wanted to make friends. Mm -hmm. And regardless, the point is, it was very, very hard for him to come to our retreat. But he had one of the most transformative, amazing experiences because he, he... pushed outside of that comfort zone. He made a lot of great friends yeah. and we've seen this with our retreats a lot. So many people that come to them, we see on Facebook that they're all friends, they're hanging out, they're, they're yeah. meeting up together. And it's because they pushed outside of their comfort zone and they went to a place where they thought, you know what? I vibe with Vic. Maybe the other people will be there that I vibe with. And that's been the case. Now mm-hmm. I'm not saying you got to come to my retreat. You can to do meet this. your
1: tribe, but you don't no, have to do that. But you but you got to just... go where they might be. Yes, exactly. So whatever resonates with you, if you go out and do those things, then that's probably going to resonate with you. Like if you really like Reiki, look up a Reiki circle. Even if it's not in your town and you might have to drive an hour, you might have to do that because guess what? You never know. There might be someone in your town that drove an hour also to go to that particular Reiki circle. So it's, it doesn't have to necessarily be five minutes away.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and then number three, is follow your own excitement, follow your own passion, follow your own life path, listen to your intuition, go where it's compelling you to go, because that's going to be leading you to everything on all levels that you need to become more of an embodiment of your true core radiant, amazing, beautiful self and when you really can start firing out that signal of authenticity into the world then you attract the people that genuinely vibe with you on a very very deep level and the the fastest way to do this the fastest way to grow and step into your potential and embody your highest light we'll say is to follow the energy follow the flow Mm -hmm. of your life path like for real quick for you You want to go? You want to say something?
1: Well, I was just going to say, I was feeling very lonely. You had already met Aaron and I was thinking like, man, I I don't, I still am not, I'm meeting people, but I'm not really meeting people that I feel like a closeness with. Mm -hmm. And then I started to come into my, my life purpose, my new life purpose. And um, literally a month later, I met my friend, Barbie. And, um,
0: and many, others. and many other Look people. And
1: then they just kept coming in. Now there's like so many people I'm like, Oh my God, I just, I want to like talk to everybody all, all day long, but I, I just don't have the time for that. But it's like, they just keep coming in because I keep going forward with forward with my passion so that the more passion energy I'm shooting out, the more people are coming in and saying, Hey, we, I resonate. And it resonates with me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the deeper you've gone, the more powerful—not powerful, but
1: the more attraction of the, yeah, not only the relationship.
0: You, yeah, not only are you getting more people, but you're getting r- truly meaningful relationships mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a surprisingly huge abundance. Yeah, like for example, Patty now has like official shaman teachers. She's like an apprentice now, where she works with these people that well, she it's up an to.
1: unofficial.
0: It's official from what I'm looking. Well, they, yeah, you might not have said that, but.
1: I need them to say it. <laughs> you no, know, she's working
0: with them, and there's a, there's a new relationship that's developing where these people that she's just sort of admired for a long time are now like, hey, Patty, I used let's to, work together.
1: Yeah, I used to literally like daydream about it, like, yeah. like just like fantasize about working with them, and now they're my teachers. It's like.
0: But, but in going, in going forward with your purpose, it's not always easy. How many, how many blocks have you run into? How many Mm -hmm. difficult days or weeks have you had to endure as you healed yourself along the path? But the, the payoff is so worth it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Number four is to be yourself fully in spite of the resistance. And I say this, it's all common sense. We all know we should be ourselves, obviously. We've read that in Dr. Seuss books and stuff (laughs) like that since we were little kids. the the, uh, the idea to be oneself and the act of actually doing it when you know by being yourself you might rustle feathers, that's a whole other ball game It's not always easy to be yourself in a world that doesn't agree with who you are mm-hmm. and wants to tear you down or resist you or disagree with you or make fun of you or think you're weird or crazy or stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what happens with a lot of people. Yeah. We both dealt with that. Yeah. Big time.
1: One of the things that really helped me was... Um, when I decided the kind of person that I wanted to be and then acting, acting in that way, it made it easier for me to be authentic hmm. in, in my truth because at first it was really challenging and even still due to the nature of what my life purpose is. I'm still a little bit, um, quiet about that but, um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I own it now. It's, it's something that is in me. And I, you know, if I think about not being my true authentic self, that doesn't resonate and it doesn't feel good in my body. So the more you act as if you're being authentic, the more authenticity will come and shine through.
0: Did yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. And there's no easy way. A lot of people will reach out to me and say, Victor, how do I deal with family members and friends and coworkers that just don't agree with me and that don't just move to me? Vegas? No, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. And she tries to get everyone to move to Vegas. So <laughs> we would welcome you if you came, but. So people ask, like, how do I deal with them? And my, my response usually is, you don't deal with them. You can't deal with them. You can't control how people respond to you. Yeah. All you can control is yourself. And then it just becomes a choice. Mm-hmm. Am I going to dim my light and be a lesser version of myself that I know myself to be as a, as a means of avoiding the resistance? And then deal with the consequences of, of attracting, you know, halfway decent friends opposed to amazing soulmate friends? Or... Am I going to be myself no matter what, no matter what other people say, think, or do In knowing that that's going to be the only way I can be really happy. And when you do, regardless of whatever resistance you deal with, you will attract the right people. Yeah. You you, almost sometimes it's valuable to push away, to say, this is who I actually am. Take it or leave it. And some people say, you know what? I don't like who you actually are. And that's good. Then they're creating space for you, Mm -hmm. for the real people, not the real people, but the people that resonate with you to come in. Yeah. But we know know it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me.
1: No. One. One of the things that really helped me a lot, and then we can move on to the next, um, thing was that, um, during a ceremony, um, I was trying to, to come into some information on how I can make my mom understand something that, um, would be i I've, that I felt would benefit her greatly. And the medicine just said, you can't make anybody do anything. All you can do is lead by example. hmm And that was profound for me because I was like, yeah, I can only control myself and what I do and everything else around me will just fall into place as it is supposed to. And some people may not agree with, with what I do or how I am, but, um, the people that are supposed to maintain relationship with me, it will resonate with them and it will be beautiful and it will be perfect.
0: Right, right. And I would say one other little word to the wise is choose where you go and whom you're around to be your full self with. Meaning, I know that it's not going to, if I, if I go to like a family reunion mm-hmm. and propose I bust out a, uh, propose a full that moon I, update, if I do a full moon update <laughs> for
1: everybody.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be met with a ridiculous amount of resistance. Yes. So I'm I'm smart enough to know that's not where I'm going to invest my energy. However, like. uh,
1: But that's exactly what the medicine meant is like you don't have to try to make anybody understand anything. You can just be a light and just not even you don't have to speak your truth out loud because you're speaking your truth just by your energy.
0: Yeah. But like for those listening, you could go to places where you're likely to be more accepted, like a retreat mm-hmm. or a, a place like that. Yoga, yoga center, studio, you know, Whatever you're into. Like right. I go to sometimes mixed martial arts gyms because even now, that's a bad example. I don't really tend to make a lot of friends there. Right. And <laughs> and example. you don't go there anymore, really. No, no. But,
1: but uh, yeah, like, like whatever resonates with you. Like if you go to a crystal shop religiously every week and that's like you go there and you like look at the crystals and you talk to the people that work there, just keep doing that. And you know, you might build friendships with the people that work there, or you might bump into somebody that goes in there often as well. And you know, you, you just be open to any and all possibilities. Right. And okay. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. And the nice thing is you don't have to be necessarily really extroverted or talkative. Like We have people that come to our retreats that are very closed off and introverted, and but introverted. because they can get there and get a sense of everything, there'll be people that they feel like, you know what? It's just really, really easy to be myself around mm-hmm. you and it just happens. But yeah. they came to a place where that's likely to happen and they were their true selves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so important to do that. It's so important to be yourself. Um, and then, lastly, be open to the possibilities. You'll you'll never know who your soul tribe is gonna be. And I'm thinking right. of uh, the two people that were at this recent retreat, uh, Anne and uh, Ralph. Oh yeah, Ralph's like what, 21 years old? No, he's
1: 26, like 26. or 27. Oh, he looks good. He looks young. Yeah, yeah.
0: 26. Anne's like maybe in her 30s, 40s or so.
1: I think she's in her 30s, son.
0: Okay. All right, sorry, guys. Sorry, Ann. <laughs> sorry, sorry Ann.
1: He's, like, horrible with this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but they're, like, headed off completely. Yeah, they and they found- just
1: so happened to live in the same city, the like, same 30 city. minutes away from each yes. other. So it's, you know, they had to come to Vegas to meet. You right. know what I mean? But it doesn't matter because now they've met and they just connected on this beautiful level. And also, um, at the retreat before, there was this younger... Um, Girl, She's a woman. um, And she got really close with someone who was a man that was much older than her. And they're just... They had like this really, really cool friendship. And they happened to both be from the same city. Right. You know? And it's like... it, It doesn't have to be like, oh, they have to be my age and my gender.
0: Right. You know?
1: My friend Barbie is like 15 years older than me. But it doesn't matter. Because that the The energy, yes, is the same, yeah. and the the vibration that we that we carry, it is a match.
0: Yeah, you know, like Josh, our our buddy. Right, Josh, Josh is twenty one. normally I wouldn't think of myself as hanging out, like with actually hanging year. out with a twenty one year old right. person. No I offense. know, right? Just you know, same. I'm just much older, thirty four, but we get along. We we vibe together. I'm still <laughs> only twenty six. Oh, in your mind? You <laughs> just
1: kidding. Yeah. I'm thirty three. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, if somebody that was 80 years old came into my life and, and it felt right to be their friend, I would be friends with them because it doesn't matter to me like the age, it's the vibration and the energy that you put out and that they put out. And when it, when you put it out together, it creates magic. That's what you want to find.
0: Right, right. So, okay. We've been. We've been visited by our little Bashy, our three-year-old. Do you want
1: to say hi? Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> hey, buddy. He wants his vitamins. Hi.
0: So, okay, we've, we've shared our five things, so I'm going to go ahead and close in a minute. In a minute, in a minute. Um, so a few announcements. Number one is that just this morning, Patty af- filled out her official paperwork to go to Rhythmia. Um, in Costa Rica this will probably be our last time going Rhythmia is, a, is, is an Iowa, it's like the only medically supervised ayahuasca center in the world and it's like a resort that happens to help you have like a massively life-changing experience if you haven't seen my videos you can check them out on YouTube where I talk more about it but, but I'm going to be going there Patty's yes. going there my friend Aaron Dowdy's going there Leo Alexandra's going there and, and a whole bunch of our subscribers are going there we got mm-hmm. to collectively over 50 people going that are just there for us so it's going to be an amazing opportunity that's to, sort of fitting yeah. with this. Oh yeah. Um, but I just want to let I you know that Patty of that. is officially going. Yes. And that'll be November 10th through the 18th. It just type in Rhythmia.com and let, let them know that you heard about it from Victor Odo and you'll get a deal and you'll see us there if you're interested. Yeah. And then lastly, did you want to mention your, your yeah, thing coming up? So,
1: um, up? I'm still working out the details of the women's retreat It will definitely be in Sedona, and it will definitely be October 12th through the 15th. Um, My beautiful, beautiful sister and assistant helper is um, looking into finding the perfect location for us, and um, I just got to get the website set up, and as soon as I do, you guys will hear about it, and I'll be blasting it all over Instagram and Facebook, and I'll be talking about it on the podcast, so as soon as there's a website, you will know. And then, then it will be open for people to, you know, look more into what it's going to be involved. But I can tell you, it's going to be super powerful, super transformative, and very empowering for yourself. And w- as well as empowering, you will be empowering other people. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to yeah, be
0: yeah. amazing. I've been seeing Patty in action. She like, she's like, a, been doing these healings on people you want to talk about that like what is what are you doing with these people do you i think?
1: don't even know i honestly i couldn't even tell you because when i'm when i'm working with people um i don't have thoughts i just get messages and i just do what the messages tell me to do so if they say play a drum then i play the drum and if they say put your hands here then i put my hands there so yeah. there's no i couldn't tell you what it what happens For me, but I can tell you what happens for them as they, they are, some of them have very powerful healings, which I will like, I leave and I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) I, did I just do that? You know, I'm just like, I'm still in awe of it. Um. But uh, I don't know. Did you want me to go into it? No, that's fine. It's it's
0: been something that's been happening. Like the last few retreats, uh, I'll come downstairs and have like four or five people talking about like, I can't believe this just happened. And like, it's just a really, really powerful thing that has been sort of being facilitated here that I will find a way to kind of get more specifically about what it is. I, we don't really know how to talk about it, but it's something really amazing that's it's, been going well, ha- and happening.
1: Yeah. I, I am attuned Reiki and actually my teacher is going to like fine tune my Reiki mm-hmm. energy. Cause she, at the last uh, one of the last ceremonies with her, she was like, Reiki wants me to like fine tune you a little bit. And I said, okay. Um, so, but that's going to be happening this summer. So it'll definitely be before, the next retreat that we have, even the one in Sedona. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I'd use Reiki energy and I use, I put my love energy into it. And I, um, if it calls you, I use, uh, Rape.
0: Yeah. It um, seems like what happens is people are able to release a lot of darker energy and emotion. Yeah. And even yeah. what's your face had a straight up like Kundalini activation, right? Who? Um, Venus.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, she, she was already experiencing oh, already kundalini. Active. Yeah, she was I already see. experiencing kundalini, but it was only two weeks. But she had like three major healings that, I mean, I was working with her for probably like 30 minutes. Yeah. But it was just, we just kept going. And, I was, it, it, was, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. Was, that was like, wow, amazing.
0: Yeah. So anyways, we'll get more <laughs> organized with our thoughts. I, it's, it's just something I noticed. I don't do this myself that I've just been noticing this And I didn't retreat. plan on
1: talking about it either i was
0: just I well, it's pretty profound so anyways we'll, we'll, we'll get you. we'll get, share with you guys more details very soon again hey we're sorry for missing last week but we are in a few days going to upload our our second podcast for this week it's going to be A Q&A session and if you guys want to participate in that just follow me on instagram at victor odo because all i do is i make a quick instagram story and say hey i'm doing A Q&A podcast leave your questions and i'll just go through them and then we can you know we can sort of communicate more directly in that way um, but with that said, we're going to bounce. Uh, Sebastian might be coming. There oh, he is again. he just came back. <laughs> he's, he's hungry. He's got a second food himself. item.
1: Yeah, he just had a bagel, but he needs to eat a lunch. I yeah.
0: Think. But we're going to bounce. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for everything, and we will see you soon.
1: Okay. Namaste. Namaste. Wait, Bash wants to say bye. 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 <laughs>